Hello, this is Trinity, back with another episode of Nerdry. Yay! Um, for those of you who are uh, coming in new, um, you know, all these listeners that I have, all point <clears throat> five of you, uh, Nerdry is a word I made up. It means nerdy and angry together because I am both. And that's usually what I'm going to talk about because that's what I'm passionate about. Things that piss me off and things that I nerd out about. Um... I'm going to start out, as usual, talking about what book I'm in the middle of reading, and then make a book recommendation. Today, I am in the middle of reading The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing by Mary Kondo, or Marie Kondo, or Mari, I don't know, Marie, Mari, Mary. Um, anyway, it is uh, actually a really good book so far. I am, let's see, I'm 118 pages in. I think there's about 270 or so. It seems to be the the length of book that I tend to read is about 300 pages. And sometimes it takes me like, I don't know, a couple weeks, and then other times it can take me months. It depends on how hard it is to read the damn book. Uh, and also, I tend to read between games of Overwatch or on my breaks at work, so it's slow going. Um, this book is pretty good. I didn't know what to expect. It was recommended by my boss, and... I thought I'd give it a try because she talked so highly of it, and um, I, I'd have to say it's definitely much more enjoyable than you would think a book about cleaning <laughs> would be, and I'm really excited to actually put it to use because I'm imagining now my home being, you know, pretty clutter-free and only being surrounded by things that I love, which is basically how she sets you up for success um, in this book, is that you only keep things that spark joy in your heart which sounds kind of silly, but um, <clears throat> the way she talks about it, it makes sense. Like, you're supposed to go through and touch and look at and feel each individual object in your home, and if it doesn't spark joy in your heart, get rid of it. Um, and what you're left with is a home where you're only surrounded by things that make you feel joyous. And that sounds like a really great way to live. <laughs> so, you know, by the end of the book, um, my fiancé and I are going to sit down, figure out how we do this together, because, you know, we share a house full of things, and uh, we're going to give it a shot. So maybe I'll update you on that later. As for my book recommendation, I'd like to recommend a book called The Soul of an Octopus. And um, it's actually a book that I picked up at the Seattle Aquarium um, quite a few months ago when my little brother was visiting. And I, I no, I way overpaid for this book, but I figured that was all right because um, the additional uh, proceeds were going to the aquarium, and I'm I'm okay with that because they're a pretty cool aquarium. Um, so this book is written by Cy Montgomery. She also wrote uh, The Good Good Pig, which I plan on reading at some point in the future. Uh, it has been read and um, reviewed by Temple Grandin, who is another author slash... Um, uh, I guess, well-known speaker that I really like. She's actually coming to town um, in August, and I plan on going to see her. I'm really stoked. She said, Enter the mysterious, intelligent, alien world of the octopus. Experience a real intelligence based on a sense of touch that humans can barely imagine. Anyway, it's a really cool book, and you learn a lot about octopuses. And yes, that is the correct plural. It is octopuses. Not octopuses, <laughs> not octopusi, not whatever else other things you might have said, like cacti or whatever. It is octopuses. 
<laughs> just kind of fun to say that. Um, and they are crazy. I don't know if you know much about octopuses. I didn't really know much. Like, I knew they could, you know, like, change color, you know, they were smart or whatever. But um, reading through this book, you learn so much. Like, they are incredibly strong. Um, they're actually very short-lived, which is kind of sad. Um, the one most people are familiar with is the giant Pacific octopus, which gets up to about 35 to 40 pounds. They only live for about four years. Um, but they're, they are each individuals, and they're incredibly intelligent. Um, they're very strong. Um, basically, this woman um, writes about her experiences going to different aquariums and getting to know different octopuses and um, the things she learned about them and what it's like to have an octopus pay attention to you. One of the things she talks about is um, how they can actually taste you through their skin. So just by them being in contact with you, they they can tell all these different things about you because they taste you. Um, and one interesting thing that she found out was when she had brought her, her friend with her, she had the permission to do so, the octopus like touched her and then immediately like shied away. And her friend is a smoker. And um, my guess is that <laughs> that they can taste that through your skin and it really tastes nasty. So, you know, if you're a smoker, um, you're not really going to do very good befriending an octopus, apparently. So let that be another reason not to smoke, you bad kids. Um, anyway, uh, also, they, they have roughly 16,000 suckers um, throughout all their tentacles, I believe. And each individual sucker can hold up to 35 pounds. So if you have like an entire arm of suckers on you, I mean, that can do some damage. They can lift up some some pretty hefty weight. Um, and that's why you're not allowed to let their tentacles get near your eyeballs because they can suck an eyeball right out. I didn't really do a good eyeball suck sound here. Like, no, that doesn't work. I don't know. <laughs> eyeball sucky sound. Just imagine that. It's really gross. Anyway, so that's my book recommendation. Um, I'm going to hop right into my... My next portion of my podcast, which is talking about things that make me angry, and um, the one that I wanted to talk about today was rude people, um, specifically people who don't have just the most basic amount of common courtesy and consideration. I work in retail, <laughs> so I see all kinds, and um, thankfully the, the, the place that I work at very different kind of retail where, you know, they actually really, really care about and take care of both their employees and their customers, which I appreciate. And it's created a, a much better kind of culture and atmosphere um, at, at my place of work where people aren't as big a jerks as they would be at, say, I don't know, Walmart. <laughs> um, but that being said, you know, you still get all kinds. And, and the thing that really ticks me off, and this has happened to me several times in the last week, is people who are so wrapped up in their own worlds, don't give a shit about the person behind the counter, and you say something so much as like, oh, have a nice day, and they just go, uh-huh. You say, you too. It's not that hard. If somebody wishes you a nice day, say you too. I mean, unless if I was being a dick to you, there's no reason for you to go, uh-huh. Um, there's also those people who, like, if I start to talk to them, you know, try to get like a little bit small talk in there, um, attempt to make nice and just, just try to, you know, brighten up the interaction a little bit, maybe make them smile, leave on a good note, all that, and just, just being friendly, basically. And I'll start talking to them, like, yeah, blah, 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 and I'm talking about myself, and they could not give a shit less. They're like, 
You're talking about yourself. Nobody cares about you. You're just a cashier. Oh, well, here's two middle fingers for you, and you can fuck right off. This really irritates me, if you couldn't tell. It it just drives me insane. The The absolute lack of caring. I just don't understand how people treat each other that way, because I, I would never treat somebody badly unless they were being a dick to me first. Like, I, I can't just treat a complete stranger poorly, no matter how bad of a mood I'm in. If I'm in a terrible fucking mood, I will still smile and say, you have a nice day too. Thank you. I won't be rude to somebody just because I'm having, it's not their fault. What the hell? Why do I have to treat them badly? Because then I'm just scapegoating onto them and then they're going to have a bad day and then they're going to scapegoat onto somebody else. Then all of a sudden the entire world is angry and it's all my fault because I'm being a dick. So I don't do that shit to people. It drives me absolutely nuts. And, and furthermore, if you're going to go into a store or whatever, and you're going to ask somebody a question, please give them more content to work with. If you have a product or an idea or something in your head, but you only say, I'm looking for something to help with itchy skin. Well, okay, you haven't given them much to work off of. So maybe they're going to ask you a bunch of questions and you need to be okay with that. Or maybe they're going to go straight to your product and be like, oh, well, this helps with itchy skin. You're like, no, that's not what I'm looking for. Okay, well, they're not idiots. You just didn't tell them what you were looking for. Offer more information. And also, when they're trying to answer your question, don't cut them off mid-sentence. That's really irritating and it's rude. I can't tell you how many people have come in and I'm trying to get to a point where I'm explaining like, you know, they're looking for something in particular. And being that I tend to know far more about the topic than they do, in most cases, it's it's true. It's not me, you know, tooting my own horn or anything. That's my horn tooting sound. <laughs> uh, it's It's not anything like that. It's just, you know, often I do know more about it because I've spent years researching it and getting trained in it, um, talking specifically about like animal nutrition and things like that right now, but, uh, they come in asking for a specific type of thing and I try to explain to them, you know, as gently and as politely and graciously as possible, that's not really a thing. Um, or it doesn't really quite work the way that you think it does. So, you know, I have to lay down a little bit of groundwork and explain it. And then, you know, at the end, I will, I will provide you with a solution that will, give you what it is that you're looking for, just not quite in the way that you had expected, maybe. But I never get to that point with some people because they cut me off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, that's not what I need. That's not what I need. You don't understand what you're talking about. I'll just go somewhere else. Well, all right then, bitch, go somewhere else and get the thing that you don't actually need and not have your problem solved and then be in a piss-poor mood forever. I don't care. Like, it just frustrates me because you're asking a question and you don't bother to wait for the answer. People are just, they're so into themselves that they can't possibly believe that somebody else might have something to tell them or something new or, or give them, you know, some, some help that, that they did not expect. Ugh, it just, it pisses me off so much. And, um, and I want to uh, say thank you to the people who aren't like that. People who are either a little bit more like me or even nicer, where they, they come in open-minded and they're just really friendly. And, you know, if you don't find really, oh, okay, well, thanks for your help anyway. I, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm just going to keep looking around, you know? That's all you have to say. You don't have to be like, yeah, I'm going to go to the other store because you guys, um, yeah, you don't have it. I don't care where else you're going to go shop. Don't tell me about that shit. You have to, okay, fine. Go over to... Petco or Pet Pros or Pet Snow or whatever, and I don't give a shit. You don't need to tell me. I don't care. You're doing it just to piss me off, and guess what? It's working. 
And now I'm going to just come over and just kick you when you're not looking and run away. <sighs> okay. Now that I got that out of my system, if any of you work in retail <laughs> or anywhere else with, where you have to deal with difficult people um, and you have an interesting story for me, please feel free to call in and share. Um, I am planning in the near future, I swear, to have um, a guest on my podcast. I'd really like to have somebody to talk back and forth with, um, especially if I can get my best friend to do it with me. Her and I can really get going, and we're quite amusing, at least to each other, so um, that would be fun. Maybe next time I'll be able to do it. We'll see. Um, what do I normally end with? Oh, yeah, nerdy things I like. That's right. I do like a lot of nerdy things. Um, yeah, so anyway, today I wanted to actually talk about um, kind of a little bit of a broader topic. And this came up because uh, one of my favorite movies as, as a kid was recently back in theater. And I didn't get to go see it, um, but I really wanted to. Um, and that was The Dark Crystal. Now, this is an older movie. It's a, it's a Jim Henson movie, um, so it, it does use puppets, a lot of puppets, but they did fantastic work with it. I mean, they did a really, really good job. It's not like, you know, like Muppet Island or anything like that. Like, these are some legit puppets with some legit puppetry going on. Um, anyway, it was, it was a movie that I watched as a kid. It's kind of, like, dark and um, <clears throat> magical and... The, uh, fantasy land that was built. Um, anyway, so I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to love movies like that, like The Dark Crystal and Labyrinth um, were two of my favorites. I watched a lot. I mean, I have a lot of favorite movies growing up. I, I pretty much grew up on Disney and Looney Tunes and all these other random shows. Reboot was really awesome. Um, but these were things that I watched as a kid, and I still can, like, nerd out to them today. I, I see nostalgia as, it can be either a good thing or a bad thing. I see it usually as a very good thing, because it, it makes me feel like when I was a kid again. And I love feeling that way, because it puts me in touch with my past and my inner child, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, it, it makes me feel like, um, you know, I, like I had a, a good, long, fruitful life so far. Um, a life filled with things that I love, you know, amazing things created by other people, amazing things just around me. Um, the Labyrinth and uh, The Dark Crystal were two ones that I brought up specifically because they were a little quirky, a little weird. There's kind of a cult following with them. Um, I, I view them as classics. I don't know if that's something that, that would be kind of widely accepted or not. But uh, those two in particular, were just they were just kind of different. Um, and I just wanted to draw attention to them, especially because um, with The Labyrinth, for example, uh, it had a lot of really um, interesting dialogue slash songs that I still, you know, toss out and reference in my everyday life. And uh, <laughs> and occasionally I'll meet somebody who gets the reference and, you know, then, then we'll have an instant connection. I like things like that. Um, I quote movies all the damn time and I have a couple people at work or at least one person who pretty much gets every quote from every damn Jim Carrey movie I've ever seen. <laughs> Old Jim Carrey movies. Um, and I, I like um, I like for people who haven't seen them to get themselves in a mindset, you know, where they can they can put themselves like back into the 80s, early 90s 
and then watch something like this and actually appreciate it for what it was. It's harder to watch something like that now with, you know, the, the CGI and the graphics that we have currently. It's, it's not, it's going to look and feel cheesy, but if you can be open to it, um, I think you could really enjoy it. It almost sounds like I'm talking about a new sex position. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what I wanted to talk about today is like some of my quirky movies that I loved as a kid. Um, and I'd really love to share that with people who haven't checked them out yet. Um, and for people who have, then, you know, I just wanted to connect on that with you. Anyway, um, that's really all that I wanted to talk about. I have gotten some feedback, uh, that my podcasts are too short, which surprised me because I, I figured maybe they were a little too long. I didn't want to bore anybody because I'm literally just sitting here talking to myself, um, which I do very well, but usually people aren't listening. <laughs> so I don't know how interesting it is to you guys. But um, if you agree that I should make these longer, uh, I can totally do that. I just didn't want to make them too long for those of you who, you know, maybe don't have more than 15 minutes to spend listening to me rambling. Um or I could play around at the time, you know, I don't all have to be the same time. I did purposely um, talk a little bit more today to try and have a, a bit of a longer podcast um, and just see how it's received. Again, I have one, maybe two listeners, if that, you know, not enough. So, um, but we'll see where I get to. Um, and again, my next podcast, I do plan on trying to have somebody, um, if not the next one, the very next one after that. Because uh, I, I do want to have somebody to, to talk back and forth with. I don't know exactly how it's going to work because I haven't done it yet. Um, but I'm really excited to, to give that a try. And I think it'll be very entertaining. Um, and I, I guess that's all that I've got for you today. So enjoy the rest of your day. And um, may the source be with you. Have a good one, guys. <laughs>